Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. It's episode 132. Yesterday, I had the day off. I took I took the day off because I had a doctor's appointment right in the middle of the day. So I created some subplans so my students would have something to do while I wasn't there. And since I teach remotely, they are on their computers anyway, so I made a couple videos for them to watch while I was away. As you will hear in the live stream, I went to the doctors to get a cortisone shot in my ankle. I broke my ankle when I was 10, and now I'm 45, and it hurts quite a bit if I don't get these shots every six months. But I got the shot yesterday, and it feels much better. Feels much better. I hadn't been able to go on my daily walks like I used to, but I think I'll go today. Probably put on some... Italian as I walk. Maybe you're walking right now, listening to my voice. Maybe you're getting some exercise and learning some English at the same time. I hope everyone is happy, healthy, wherever they're listening from. It's pretty well known that around the world, most countries are seeing a rise in coronavirus cases. I know my friends in Poland and Italy have told me that things are getting a little more strict and their movement has been limited. They aren't able to go out exactly when they want. But hopefully this will pass soon. Some good news a couple days ago. A company making a vaccine called Pfizer said that they are having a lot of success with their tests for the vaccine, and we may see a vaccine as early as the end of this year, December 2020, and possibly available to all in April 2020. So that is good news. If you are feeling a little cramped inside, you can't move like you'd like to, the end of the tunnel may be coming close. We may be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And when in English we say light at the end of the tunnel, think about if you're going in your car through a long tunnel but you start to see light on the other side, that means the end is close. So hopefully we get through 2020. A lot of the most vulnerable people get the vaccine. The most vulnerable would be the elderly, those people who are a little older, maybe people who have health problems already. The fancy word in English for that is pre-existing conditions. Pre meaning before. So those conditions existed already. 
pre-existing conditions. So hopefully there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully it is close. I want to give a huge shout out to Homer from Brazil. He reached out to me a couple days ago on Instagram, gave me a DM, gave me a direct message, and just had some very nice words thanking me for the podcast, saying that he is learning English. His Engl- He gave me an audio message. His English was really good. He said he was a beginner. I don't know. He might be a little bit further along than a beginner. But thank you, Homer, from Brazil. Thank you to everyone who is listening or who has subscribed to the YouTube channel or maybe left a review. We have 17 reviews on this podcast. If you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Homer said he listens on Spotify. I'm not sure if Spotify has a rating system, but I know the more good ratings this podcast gets, the more people will find it, and uh, probably the more episodes I will upload. So thank you so much to everyone. I hope you're safe. I hope you learn a little bit of English from this live stream I did yesterday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what is going on? Got a little overexposed maybe right here. Oh, yeah. Um, Problem was that the sun was out a minute ago, and then it dipped behind a house. So, eh, we'll work with that, hopefully. Hopefully. So, yeah, I didn't plan on uh, going live today, but I have a little extra time. So, I thought... Why not? Let's go live. Maybe learn a little English as I speak slowly. I don't think too many people will be in here, but Ivana, how are you? Ali, how are you, man? From Turkey. Mahatbaha. I'm, I'm trying to learn Turkish how to say hi. Mahatbaha. Mahatbaha. But I think I need some work. But welcome. Welcome, everyone. Anja from Germany. How are you? Mahat Baha. Yeah, I got to work on that. I got to work on that. Rod, what's going on? Yeah, so I'm not in school today. And I can talk a little bit about why I'm not in school. Uh, I took a sick day, as as we say in the United States. I took a sick day because I have a doctor's appointment. I don't know. I I think I've talked about my bad ankle. Maybe I'll do a video on that one day, but... How's the audio? Is this good? When Michelle is here. Welcome. When I was like 10 years old, I broke my ankle. And maybe I'll do it. Wee, what's going on? Wee, shouldn't you be in school right now? I know I should be in school, but I'm not. Uh, I broke my ankle. 
And <laughs> 1.5 billion Chinese people say hi. How are you? So good to see you from uh, China. I know it's hard to find YouTube in China. You need a VPN, but I'm glad you're here. So when I was 10, I broke my ankle. And at 10, I mean, who cares? The ankle will heal. But for some reason, it didn't heal properly. So now at 45, I'm 45 years old, and uh, my ankle gives me trouble. So every six months or so, I need a cortisone shot. There's an injection that goes into my ankle. And uh, it hurts for about five seconds, but then it feels so good for about six months. Well, because of you know everything that's happening in 2020, it's been really hard to see my doctor for that shot. And it's Dr. McDonald. Give him a shout out. I don't think he's watching from Brunswick, Maine. So it's right in the middle of the day, my doctor's appointment. So I had to take a sick day. My students are all set up with work. I made some videos for them. They're learning about um, the election because I'm teaching social studies. So they're learning about what happens after the election, the concession speech, the peaceful transfer of power, that will hopefully happen. And then English class, we are learning about Edgar Allan Poe and the Telltale Heart. A great story. And then I put on the community tab for the channel as I knock everything around. Uh, I'm already doing Edgar Allan Poe, Telltale Heart with my students. And I was wondering, hey, would you like me to do that with you for English language learners? You know, it might be, it was written uh, 140, uh, 160 years ago, but rereading it with my students, it's like, it's not that bad. And I will go over any difficult vocabulary in there. So I thought that might be a nice video. I don't think Dr. Luke is here, but he had asked for more reading with text. So I thought I could do that, have the text on the screen, read it, stop, talk about any difficult vocabulary. So might do that. But since I have some extra time, I figured why not come in here, ramble for a little bit in slow English, maybe take some questions, chat with everybody here in the live stream. I didn't think there would that be that many people. Ah, 17. There are a few people because I didn't announce it or anything, and it may be a strange time of day. It's really early here in the morning. About, or it's eight o'clock, I think, eight o'clock in the morning here. And the sun was coming up through the window. It was really bright, and then it got darker. So now I'm a little overexposed. Uh, Anja says that she's looking um, from Germany. How are you, channel member? Thanks for becoming a channel member. Uh, says that she's looking forward to the Edgar Allan Poe lesson. Yeah, uh, great. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to do it. Hopefully I can get it out, I don't know, maybe tomorrow or something. Because I do have a little bit of extra time today because of my doctor's appointment. And tomorrow, I might go live again tomorrow. Maybe Jamie will go live too. Uh, because it's Veterans Day, November 11th. 
And we celebrated on November 11th because that was the end of World War One. It's what we call it in the United States, World War One. And we say that on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, a treaty was signed. So November 11th, we always celebrate Veterans Day. It's a day for Americans to remember all of those who have fought in wars, who have lost their lives in wars. Fabio from Italy is also on a day off. So he's at home. Uh, how do we say that in Italian? Restare a casa, maybe? Staying at staying at, at home? Restare a casa? Restare a casa. So I'm, I'm going to check the chat, see if in there are any uh, questions that are troubling you. Maybe you were studying your English today and you found something that was really hard. Ask in the chat. I can help out. I've been uh, brushing up on my Italian. Yesterday was a good day for Italian. Um, felt good after I was done through the day. I was watching a, um, a YouTuber, actually. And I don't know if I ever say her name correctly in Italian. Lucrezia? Lucrezia. But she has a learning Italian with Lucrezia. Uh, and she was making some risotto. Faccio il risotto. And so I was watching her and um, taking notes. Oh, do you guys take notes when you study English? I think just for me, maybe. Maybe because I'm so old. But I really like the idea of a pen to paper. I think there's a good connection in the brain. Not all the time. And oh, Ibrahim is here. Ibrahim and I like a lot of the same YouTube channels for language learning, not any particular language or any specific language, but Matt versus Japan, great channel, had an amazing interview with Dr. Stephen Krashen. I know Ibrahim is a, a big fan of Dr. Krashen. And Dr. Krashen says, we learn language through input. In English, it's called comprehensible input. What you can understand at about maybe 70%. Yeah, Ibrahim and I were talking about, uh, I had finished it yesterday. He had about 50% to go. But, ah. Uh, so, and I, I, I think you guys are the experts when it comes to language learning. It's not me. I might be an expert in English. I've spoken it my entire life. But when I, I see, she just wrote, yeah, if you see, Anja just said notes are so important. Like native German speaker, speak English at a high level. I, I'm going to trust her because I think many of you are the experts. I know Rod from Brazil has a great um, YouTube channel, uh, interview with the legend. Check it out on his channel, Bob the Canadian. Uh, Rod speaks English at a high degree, so I will look for him for advice when I'm learning my Italian. Ivana, Poland, fellow teacher in the house. Lots of teachers in the chat today. And she says it's Independence Day tomorrow in Poland. Well, two national holidays, Poland and the U.S. So 
Maybe we'll, you know, get on a live chat, see what's cracking, as the kids say. See what's cracking. See what's happening. Mega is here. Welcome. Oh, Fabio says, my Italian sounds good. I don't think so, but thank you. Grazie mille. Grazie mille. I'm working on it. And in that interview yesterday, this Matt versus Japan uh, with Dr. Krashen, Dr. Krashen said he spent the first three years of learning a language without speaking. So it was all input. And he says that the brain doesn't even realize it's learning until after. We, we're not conscious of most of our learning. Not all of it, but most of our learning. Yes, Mega from India, welcome. Says, this is a sudden live. I knew yesterday that I would not be in school. But I, I knew very late yesterday, my doctor's office said, we have an appointment for you tomorrow. Your favorite doctor, I got to do it. I've been waiting for this shot for almost a month. So I don't know if you saw the picture. Jamie and I went to the beach Sunday. Today is Tuesday in the United States. And we only walked two miles, but that on my ankle, it's like even on the sand, soft shoes. And it's going to be nice and warm today. 73? Right, where I live, it's... I know there's... Um, Eugene the Machine is here from Ukraine. And Poland. Where we live, it shouldn't be that warm. But it is. And uh, for all the Brazilians, it's so warm that I have uh, some beach vocabulary coming out for English learners. Jamie and I went to the beach, so I'm going to be talking about uh, a lot of things that you'll find at the beach in English, like cottages, hotel, motel, um, kitchenette. There are a lot of vocabulary that if you visit the beach in the United States and places to stay near the beach, so... I will have that coming out. And in the video, I say, I shouldn't be releasing a beach vocabulary video in English in November. But for all the Brazilians, welcome everyone from Brazil. We got summer coming down in the summer hem southern hemisphere. Ah, uh, you know what? I bet. Eugene, I wonder if that is the case. Okay, so Eugene is saying that Poland's Independence Day lines up with our Veterans Day because both are celebrating the end of World War I. And Poland would enjoy that independence for about 20 years, right? Until September 1st, 1939. A date that I just I remember in my head for some reason. Oh, Ibrahim says he has to go. Yeah, this won't be a long live stream. I just wanted to come on. Dr. Luke is in the house. Poland is in the house. Poland, Ivana. I got my uh, Brazilian t-shirt. A lot of viewers to this channel are from Brazil, so I wanted to represent. 
And I like, I want to get another flag shirt, maybe a couple more. I thought Poland, a lot of people from Poland watch the channel. Um, Canada would be another one. U.S. is number one, though. U.S. More viewers watch this channel from the U.S. than any other channel. But I wonder if it's like our friend from China. Are they from other countries just using a VPN? I don't know. Swagger. Sup. Swagger says sup. So I will say sup back. Sup. If you see that sup, I'll write it in the chat. Sup. Sup. It basically is like a super short what's up. Maybe with a... So instead of what's up. We just take the last three letters. Sup. Sup. So if you want to sound really native when greeting someone, you might say sup. Just a little head nod like that. Sup. Sup. Sup, Sam. Sam, the Taiwanese, is in the house. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for becoming a channel member. If you would like to become a channel member, there is a uh, link in the description. Ali joined last night and uh, we got to chat a little bit on the Discord server. That um, Quite a few people are on the uh, Discord server. Anja. And I found out Anja, look at Angelo, is on the Discord server right now. He said, how's the U.S.? I should say, I use my phone. I should tell Angelo, come on into the live stream. Uh, but I, Anja, I hope your your headache is better. The the Discord server, I get, to, I get to know some people a little bit better in the Discord server. Oh no. I might have I might have mistaken what Eugene said. Hang on. Let's check here. Let's check. Okay. I mean Poland existed until about the 17th century, but after that the Russian Empire did occupy Poland not only after World War 1. Poland started existing again, but because Russia had a lot of problems. Very nice, Eugene. Some very good English there. Yeah, Poland before... Um, what was it? The Austro-Hungarian Austro Empire. Did that gobble up quite a bit of Poland? And also you had Germany and, and Russia. But... Oh, okay, Ali. Ali. Question. If my friend is sick, what should I say? Um, I don't know. Like, I think one of the, um, like to make them, like to give them confidence, um, you can say, I mean, this is a very, this is on a lot of our greeting cards that we give, but, um, you know, get well soon. Get well soon, my friend. That would work, um. Uh, best wishes, we often say. You know, and that can apply to a lot of other things. You know, if you, um, if somebody is sick, you know, you could say best wishes. But if they've just been going through a hard time, um, 
You could say feel better soon also. Um, I hope you have a speedy. Yeah, there's a couple right there. I hope you have a speedy recovery. So it's also like saying get well soon. So get well soon, best wishes, feel better soon. Yeah, those all work. And Ali, Ali, I didn't understand. Are you originally from Somalia, now living in Turkey? Is that what I understood in the Discord server? Whoa. If I'm a flirt, see, now that, I can't help with that. I don't, A, I don't know how to flirt. And if you're not familiar with what, uh, Anthony, you're welcome, with what flirting means. Flirting means you like someone more than like. You like them. Maybe you want to start dating them. And so you say things to them. And maybe you make funny faces at them. But I have been married for like 20 years. Um, my flirting game is, is really weak. I don't dare give any, any tips for flirting. It would be bad. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think. Hey, hey, baby. I think, I think that would get you slapped. Yeah, I, I might have a lot of ways that you can flirt and get slapped, but I don't know how to do it successfully. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, ask Jamie, my wife is in the chat. She would know better than anyone else that, uh, yeah, flirting advice from me. Go somewhere else. Maybe Rod. Rod, can you help with that? Flirting advice, Rod. I would like to see that in your next video. Rod. Flirting advice with Rod, the Brazilian teacher. It's It's got a ring. It sounds good. Ah, Fabio. This is a great one. This is a great one. So we're going to get into a little financial, financial, uh, financial stuff here. So we got two things going on. Installment and down payment. Let's do down payment first. Okay. So these are often with big ticket items. Okay, big ticket items. It's another way to say expensive things. So let's say a car. That's a very common thing to buy that's expensive that you would need installments. So a down payment would be when you first buy the car, you're probably going to have to get a loan from a bank a bank is going to have to lend you the money. Then they are going to charge interest. Each year you don't pay back that loan. They're going to charge a little bit of money. That's how banks make money. Everybody does it. Uh, when Jamie and I bought our home, you get a loan. They charge interest. But your down payment is what you pay right at the beginning. So let's say you're buying a $10,000 car. Can you even buy a car for $10,000? Um, 
We got we got some spam. Is that a good thing? We got we got some spammers in the chat now. Uh, Patty Candle is from France. Hello. Um. So you got that down payment. You're on your ten thousand dollar car, but maybe you have a thousand dollars. You've saved up. That's your down payment. You pay right off the bat. Right off the bat, when you buy the car, your down payment. your down payment, $1,000. And then you will pay probably in monthly installments. So you'll work out a price that fits your budget, maybe pay off that car in three years or five years in monthly installments. But your down payment, what you pay right at the beginning, will really help keep your monthly installment down. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Attila says, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Ah, Jamie says he flirts by cooking and cleaning. Yeah, I do. I do a lot of, uh, I, Jamie has been doing a lot of cleaning, uh, cooking lately though. And luckily our kids have been helping out with the cleaning. That's the good thing about having kids is that when they're really young, you know, you have to do a lot of work, but as they get older, they can help you with the work. They can help you with the work. Oh, geez, geez, Jamie, are we going there? Um, so Jamie right now is teaching. She usually teaches PE, physical education. So running, jumping, playing basketball. But then um, because of, you know, everything that's going on with remote learning, teachers, teaching students who are at home. She's now teaching a, a course called health and wellness, pretty much health and wellness. So diet is involved now learning how to eat healthy, but there is a section. There's a section of the class that she is teaching right now to what, 13, 14 year olds? And it is about, um, oh, puberty, sex, that kind of stuff. But she's teaching it to teenagers, you know. I'm sure every country has that kind of class when you're a teen, early teenager. Most countries probably do. Embarrassing, embarrassing. Asma. Is here. Hello, welcome. Um, Mariana says, Brent, how long do you think it is necessary to be fluent studying every day? So I did an interview with Rod on this channel, Rod, the Brazilian English teacher, and I consider him an expert as learning a foreign language. His English level is really high. And in that interview, he said, um, what did Rod? I don't know. What did, did you say an, an hour a day, an hour a day? 
correct me if I'm wrong, okay? We sometimes say that when we're not sure about the information. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rod, but I believe you said, yeah, Sam said it. No, four hours a day? I think Rod said one hour a day Four years, I believe. But then we could have this whole conversation about, you know, what is fluent? Um, was I, I think Bob the Canadian on Rod's channel, his uh, interview with uh, Bob the Canadian, I believe Bob the Canadian said that it's, it's a lifelong journey. So right now I'm studying Italian, but when I plan to stop studying Italian is never. I plan on just continuing to get better, you know, reading every day in Italian and just expanding that language for myself. So right now, maybe when I'm listening for 15 minutes, my brain just gets tired and then I try to expand it. And I'm hoping that Italian will help me learn Spanish and Portuguese and French. That, that's the goal. And I, I was talking with Elena yesterday, another channel member on the Discord channel, server, Discord server. And I was telling her, I, I was studying a little Russian yesterday. Just a little Russian. What? Kaktila? Kaktila? Kaktila, Eugene. Spasibo. Spasibo, spasibo, right? Pornio, pornio. But I forget it when I try to speak it. But just a little bit, just a little bit. Whoa, sizzle and streak. Asma, what is the meaning of sizzle and streak? That's a good one. It's a good one. Sizzle, it's a great verb for describing when something is cooking. So if you're cooking some meat on a grill, sizzle is a great verb to use. And it almost has a sound to it, sizzling. It, it, when you say sizzle, it implies there's a little that kind of thing going, that kind of thing going on. Mr. MMA, what's popping? Not much. And then, um, what was the other one, streak? Streak. Um, streak. So immediately, it, it can be a verb, but someone, in, when they're dyeing their hair, if they just dye like a strip of it, and maybe they have a pink streak in their hair. Um, but streak is a motion that's really quick. So maybe... The soccer player streaked down the field, meaning one direction very quickly. Okay, streak, streak. There is also, um, back in the 1970s in the United States, if somebody said, let's go streaking, I was a kid when this happened. I never did this. But um, they, would, they would run down the street naked. Let's go streaking. If you've ever seen the movie Old School 
with what's his name? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, you know, famous American comedian. He's like, let's go streaking. And then his wife catches him running down the street naked. Rod said winning streak as well. Yeah, so you could have a winning streak, which would be another noun, but it just means winning for maybe many games in a row, a winning streak. Or hey, you might say that you have a winning streak. If your life has been going really well for the last couple days or the last couple months, you could say, man, I've been on a winning streak. You know, you've had a really good last couple days. And of course, if you are a um, a gambler, you know, hopefully you're not losing all your money. You could have a winning streak when you gamble too. Oh, Eugene said, very good pronunciation. I hope so. Oh, got a show, got a show, got a show. Yeah, and I, I have so much respect for anybody who, you know, speaks Russian speaks Arabic or anybody really. Um, but with, you know, the Portuguese and the Italian, at least we share the same like script. We share the same script. And so don't feel badly if you are a native Arabic speaker or a native Japanese speaker. I see Miho is in here. Hey, Miho. Or, you know, a native Russian speaker where the sounds and the, you know, when I'm learning Italian, there are some words that when I see them for the first time, I just know them from, um, from English. You know, they might have a different ending, but at least I, oh, okay, that's what that means. And very rarely, if you're a tur- native Turkish speaker, even though our script is the same in Turkish, it's just you know, there are very, very few borrowed words, borrowed words, where a language will borrow the whole word or, or parts of a word borrowed. Ah, William says, buongiorno, buongiorno, or buon pomeriggio, William. So I see, I see Mega is in here, but then I saw Sam called her Maggie. Is, are we, are we calling Mega Maggie now? I, I can get on board with that. If that's true, Maggie, what is going on? Just like Zobeda is sometimes in here. We call her Zoe sometimes. There Sam is again saying, thanks for bearing with my poor English. Don't let Sam fool you. I have spoken with Sam on Zoom a time or two. Sam, his English is, is better than he thinks. That's for sure. Oh no, Law. What happened? He had some questions. Then he forgot what he was going to say. Ah. Uh-oh, did um, Veseline, Veseline, Veseline had, had a question. 
Let me answer it. I just see it now. All right. Sorry, Brent. I have a question. Don't be sorry. That's what we're here for. We're here to answer the questions. All right. Help you improve your English here. I, yeah, okay. I have a question. Sometimes you put the verb do before another verb. For example, what's the difference between I love the mount, I love mountains and I do love mountains? Yes, somebody answered that. Yeah, Nicholas. Now, Nicholas is pretty pretty much right on. And it's a way to emphasize or to put emphasis on what you're saying. So let's use what Nicholas said, like chocolate. Hey, I actually do. I do like chocolate. Um, but it is like I just said it that way. Oh, I do like chocolate. But um, you could emphasize it even more. I do like chocolate. I do like chocolate. So you're just adding that emphasis. I like chocolate. I do like chocolate. Same meaning, just with the do, a little bit more. Michelle. Michelle is here. Welcome, Sam. Uh, and a huge thank you to all of the members. If you see those little discs, the yellow ones, they have been members for a long time. A couple green discs in here. Thank you guys so much for becoming members. Really helps out the channel. Helps me buy new equipment. This microphone, I got with just members contributions. So they give me a few bucks every month and then I can turn around and buy a GoPro. So thank you guys so much. And thank you to anyone who is subscribed, watching right now, it all helps out. Thank you so much. 2,800 subscribers we just hit on Sunday, Sunday, oh dear. And just says in Germany, we have sexual education. Oh, in the third grade, like about eight years old. Oh, wow. That must be fun. Yeah, I don't know how Jamie does it. I I, I would get very uncomfortable. Uh, I think Americans in general are uncomfortable with that. In, in the United States, we feel that Europe, you know, is way more open than we are about that stuff. Oh, okay. Miho is wondering what which language is more difficult, Italian or Russian? So, I think when we we have to be careful um, that when we say which language is more difficult. We have to always go with the person who is learning that language. What is their native language? So for me, as a native English speaker, Italian would be much easier for me than Russian. Um, and the U.S. government has actually come out with a, a chart of difficult languages for English speakers. In Portuguese, Italian, Dutch, for English speakers, Spanish, French, those are some of the easiest. German has its own little category. If we're putting um, like class one for easiest languages, and we're not saying it's easy, but compared to the others, um, 
a, a, uh, what do I call class one it would be the languages I just mentioned Italian Spanish Portuguese French Dutch Afrikaans which is spoken in South America and then you have German which is the only like class two language because of its cases for an English speaker and then you have the very difficult Japanese is a very difficult language for English speakers so it just depends uh, if we asked someone in Poland, you know, which would be more difficult for you to learn, Russian or Italian, that would be interesting because Polish is a Slavic language like Russian, yet uses Latin script like Italian. Hmm, I wonder. But yeah, you always have to be careful of like the hardest language. It depends on what the, the learner's native language is. Yeah, I should. Uh, Eugene is talking about, you know, not all of Europe, mostly Western Europe, right? Like um, I know in Denmark where, you know, the beaches are sometimes topless. Right, when you slide over to, um, you know, uh, Russia or Poland, they're more like the United States. We're a little bit, but maybe even more so, right? Maybe even more so uncomfortable with that. I keep saying that stuff, like the, the, the sexual stuff, the sexual stuff. All right. Oh my gosh. Mega is talking about, um, Maggie. Maggie is talking about, Hindi. Yeah, Hindi would be very difficult for an English speaker. Um, and another thing we have to consider is the amount of material that is available to learn a language. So when you have Hindi, and how many hundreds of millions of people speak Hindi, there will be a lot of movies in Hindi. There will be a lot of just material for learning. Um, Italian is the fourth most studied language in the world. There will be a lot of material for that. If you're talking about like Georgian or Armenian, where they have a totally different script, not a lot of people compared to English or Hindi speak that language as a native, you know, that, that adds to the difficulty the amount of material you can use to study it. When I'm studying Italian, so much material. You know, Russian, lots of native speakers, so lots of material. But for a native English speaker, Hindi would be very difficult. Although when, <coughs> excuse me, when I've heard Hindi spoken, and I don't know if because India was a colony of England for so long in Hindi, there are some English words that have been borrowed, but I still think because of the script, it would be quite difficult. Yeah, Patty. And oh, I believe your native language is French, you know, for Patty and myself, Russian would be more difficult than if we tried to learn each other's language, French. A lot of native French speakers, 
what it, French is the, I think, third most studied language in the world. And many, I learned French in high school, took like three years of French. But of course, I, you know, I can't speak much of it, but not too bad. Asthma, whoa. Okay, I'll copy and paste this. Okay. Sell the cure, not the prevention. Can you explain this? I got it from a business speech. Yeah, sure, Asma. I can. So, sell the cure. Let's I don't want I don't want YouTube to take my video down if I say Let's talk about, um, oh gosh, cancer, cancer. I mean, we're a long way away, but, um, not the prevention. Oh, wow. Let me rethink that. Okay. So if, um, if we had a prevention for cancer, prevent that means you stop it from ever happening now this doesn't this doesn't seem very nice here for business but sell the cure that means someone would have to get sick first then you could cure them the prevention because we have pre that means before pre before so what that is saying is if we're talking about illness and it doesn't have to be, but it means let that person get sick so you can sell the cure. So they are going to be more happy with you rather than the prevention. That means they will never get sick and they won't know how much they like your product. If that makes sense. So the cure happens after you're sick. The prevention it prevents you from ever getting sick. So if this is a business course, you know, I don't know. That doesn't seem very nice to me. I don't think they're probably talking about illness, but if you are, the cure happens after you get sick. The prevention happens before you ever get sick. That makes sense. Prevention before the cure. I don't know. Jorge is wondering, is there a church near my house? Yeah, there are quite a few churches. Um, Catholic uh, religion is very popular where I live. Um, there are about 20% of the people that live in my town they're Somali. So there are actually quite a few mosques as well. Oh yeah, law. Yeah. Come on, teacher. Why did you shave your beard? Come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to let it grow back. You should have seen my students when I got on Zoom with them yesterday. Because I shaved Sunday night. And sometimes I like to mix it up, mix it up, change things. I like to change things. But um, 
Yeah, Jamie, my wife, likes no beard. I think most everyone else, like, cover that face up. Cover that face up. We don't want to look at that face. Put a beard back on. So I will grow it back. I will grow it back. Ah, greetings from Russia. Welcome. I'm just barely starting to learn Russian. Just barely. It will take me many, many years because my focus is still Italian. I do plan on learning Portuguese in maybe two years. I will start with Portuguese. Of course, I'd like to learn French. But uh, Russian has always been intrigued, intriguing me. It has always intrigued me. So I would like to uh, learn some Russian here. And I'm using Google Translate right now to try to figure out how to say your name in English. Artem. 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 Welcome from Russia. Artem. Artem. Maybe that's the Russian way to say it. Artem. Oh no. Mega doesn't like the beard. Bibi is here from Kazakhstan. Welcome. I would love to visit Kazakhstan one day with the mountains, the beautiful capital, Almaty, with all the white Italian marble. Kazakhstan is in the house. I don't know, Mr. MMA. Maybe some of the language learners in here uh, would be better at that than I am. Is there any tool or website you would recommend to check a word, popularity, or usage? Now, I use, what I use every day, for, and there are a lot of languages, is, and this is not a sponsor, this is just what I use, it's a... Um, it's an app called Link. Link. And uh, Steve Kaufman, who is a great polyglot, he started this app. I think I pay like $13 a month, but I might do it for the year because I think you can save some money. So Sita is here from Brazil. And I have gotten to know Sita through the Discord server. And I do know that her office she can probably see it right now. Christ the Redeemer in Rio. My gosh. I'm jealous. I would love to visit Christ the Redeemer one day. All right. I think I was talking about something else. Oh, Link. Yeah, that's what I use to study. I think it's been really helpful because once you purchase it, there are a lot of, um, they have these mini stories many these little stories in Italian there are 60 and I've worked my way through 40 and you can listen to them over and over again you can read the text for me it's really good Adriana is here from Poland also from Poland welcome yeah Asma let's see let's see here Cure and prevention. 
It means you should buy the medicines or make it available before I need it. Getting illness, like offer new products before people need it. I don't, it seemed like for that business tip, they wanted the person to get sick and then you can cure them. Didn't it say sell the cure, not the prevention? Yeah. Mariana. What's the difference between many and much? Many and much. Man, they're really, oh, can't see? Oh, can't see Christ the Redeemer. Uh, it's really nice here today. At the beginning of the chat, I said it is going to be 72 degrees Fahrenheit, which I think is like 23 Celsius, something like that. All right, Eugene the Machine. See ya. Eugene is from Ukraine. <clears throat> Long time viewer of the channel. Thank you so much. Um, McJay. McJay from China. Welcome. And I do put many of the lessons on Spotify as a podcast because I know um, there are some listeners in Iran who cannot get YouTube and China. So I do try to put those there for free so you can listen. Um, but obviously you can't, you can't watch this now. So it's only, you know, it helps. And I also like the audio to be available just so you can walk around, have your phone in your pocket. You don't have to worry about the video skipping. So a lot of times, um, I will put that on the podcast. Many and much, um, Man, I think I might have to do a video on this because they do—they both mean a lot of things, like a lot. So um, I have much love for learning Italian. I have much love for learning Italian. Um, but I have many years to go before I know Italian really well. So I'm not sure of the rules off the top of my head about many or much, but we also use a lot. I have a, a lot I think can be used for both of them, many and much. But I think the more listening you do to native speakers, and you'll just pick up on the slight differences between when we use many and when we use much. Now that, um, Rod, I don't know uh, it's, it's pronounced. Okay. He has a question about how Americans will pronounce that country of Iran, Iran. I don't know if we know how to pronounce it correctly. Uh, you will hear both on the news, Iran, Iran, Iran. Yeah. So I hope I'm, I hope I'm saying it correctly. Iran. Iran. I have heard it pronounced that way. I just hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yes, please. Is anyone from Iran? I do not want to disrespect the name of your country. Beautiful country. I would love to visit one day. Iran. All right. How long have we been going? We've been going almost an hour. I thought we would be here for about a half an hour. I do have a few things I need to do. 
So maybe we'll wrap this up shortly. Iran is right. Iran. Maybe I am saying it correctly. Augusto is here. Welcome. So I think I'm going to wrap it up for now. I think Jamie and I, we're going to try to go live tomorrow. Um, but we've been fairly busy and the weather has been nice. So we're trying to get out. As soon as I know, I will put up a, um, you know, like an announcement. You know, you can see the live is coming up and the countdown will be on. But thank you, Mega. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, yeah, Sam, you're welcome. Nathalie from Holland. Another beautiful country. I've looked into that language. Pretty difficult, even though English and Dutch are both Germanic languages. But so many great languages out there. Daniel, you are welcome. You are welcome. All right, it looks like there's some invite advice there for how to use many and much. Many and much. I want to do, no, yeah, okay, Mr. MMA, before we get out of here, I do want to do a video on this. I just don't know if people are getting tired of the election, election fatigue, we call it in the United States. People are just sick of the election. But since the incumbent president didn't concede the election result, conceding means I lost, the new person will do great. President Trump has not done that yet. Um, he will be able to run in four more years, though, if he wants to. He will be 78. So the current age of President-elect Biden, that's how we say it, President-elect Biden, he will take over in January. At noon on January 20th, President-elect Joe Biden will be sworn in. But it, the president does not have to concede. Should concede. That will help our democracy. He should say, hey, we tried, we lost. This guy will do a great job. All Americans should support him. I just don't know if that's going to happen. All right. You guys are great. The Congo. Congo is in the house. Welcome. Welcome. All right, let's, uh, let's call it a day here. I hope you guys all have a, a great day. I know in Brazil, we're just getting started. Europe, Russia, Japan, almost ending. Sam, Miho, thank you guys so much for joining. And uh, I'll see you guys, hopefully.